Hey, he's Jake, and I'm Matt. And welcome to Pat's Chat, the UK's best New England Patriots podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? And welcome to another episode of Pat's Chat. Depending on when you listen to this, you'll get myself and Jake, who's here with me first, or you might be you might get the um, one with Miguel Benzon, uh, aka Pat's Cap. So there, I'm going to release them both at the same time on Friday. Um, so depending on which one you listen to first is what you listen to, but. Yeah, doesn't really matter whichever way around. But as I just mentioned, Jake is with me for this one. How's it going, Jake? Yeah, as uh, as well as it can be during a um, during a lockdown. But I think so much has happened in the last couple of weeks, whether it was football, whether it was politics, that you know could probably do a, a several podcasts just on that alone. Yeah, I know it's mental. Um, we we don't really get into the politics that much, but you know it's. If we lose listeners, followers, like, fuck it, honestly. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was so cool that, you know, Trump's out the door now. Um, it's one of those things that I, I just, I can't wrap my head around how you could even support the man. I mean, fair enough, that's your viewpoint. Keep listening to us, please. Um, but otherwise, you know, if you want to switch off and not listen anymore because that is our viewpoint, then um, so be it. It's just... It's one of those things, isn't it? I'm yeah, guessing sure. you, you'll be pleased as well. He's out the door. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I suppose. Put it this way: when he when he got elected, I didn't necessarily, I wasn't necessarily over the moon. I mean, uh, you know, going back, what was that now? Four years ago, I didn't think either of them were particularly great, him or Hillary. Um, I was less enthused about Trump, probably, but I, you know, like I said, I thought both were quite crappy candidates. It was like this is the best America has, you know. Mm. Anyway. And then Trump went in, and I was like, look, America, this is your, this is your new president. You've got to give him a chance. I mean, we all think he's a bit of a bumbling idiot everywhere else, but you know, let him, you know, see what he can do. You know, maybe, maybe this is the way forward. Whatever. And I, I gave him a pass, I think, for probably the first year and then bit by bit kind of couldn't anymore. Up until, you know, <laughs> it kind of concluded, I think, um, with the, uh, the the march on the Capitol building. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully, again, I think Biden is is probably in that camp of this is the best you can do, America, but he's probably the best thing that the country needs. I mean, if you take my opinion on Trump's politics and everything else, the country just seems very divided at the moment. And I don't think that, um, you know, if Trump was staying in for another four years, that would have really changed. Whereas I think Biden could be the, the band-aid on the uh, cut that is <laughs> that country at the moment. So, you know, I hope, fingers crossed, you, you, you know, because ultimately you want to see countries do well. You don't want to, regardless of whoever the president, prime minister, monarchy, whoever it is, you want them to do to do well and to 
you know, respect their citizens and democracy. So fingers crossed Biden um, and uh, Kamala do do some good things. So yeah, here's the next four years of hearing about President Biden and Vice President Kamala, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head, really. And I know he covered it in his speech yesterday was just let's all get together and, you know, as I've just said a minute ago as well, everyone can have their opinion. It doesn't, mm. there's, and it, whether it's a split between whether you like Trump or not, whether you like the Patriots or not, whatever it is these days, I, I don't know if it's a social media thing that's sort of amplified it as well, but you can't have an opinion. You can't just say, I like this because, and then other person go, ah, oh, cool. Yeah, well, I don't agree with you. I like, I don't like this. Um, thing because and you go all right cool you've got an opinion that's fine we'll, we'll leave it at that it's no you I will change your opinion because your opinion is wrong and you know it's the same as what we do here every week you know, people listen and they might not agree with what we're saying they might agree with what we're saying in regards um, things to do with the patriots and I'm happy with that if you don't want to agree like you know where we're at and jump on Twitter at Pat's Chat UK and, and say so and we can thrash it out and at the end of the day we can still walk away and go well we'll agree to disagree we've each got our own thoughts and if everyone was the same would it be a boring old world as they say yeah I think the days of civil discourse are something of a past memory at this point you know as you said you know if I turn around and said well actually Matt I'm a massive Trump supporter you know, it just becomes very volatile very quickly and mm. it turns into shouting matches and people feeling some kind of way and blah, blah, blah. And I think, you know, there's a, let's not forget, there's a pandemic going on and this is the time and this is the, uh, you know, people always harken back to like World War Two and the glory days and, you know, that's not something I necessarily fully agree with. Um you know, living on food stamps and stuff is not glory days to me, but anyway. But, you know, they're referring mainly to the unity that people had and the community spirit, etc. And that should be what, you know, during a pandemic when people are stuck inside and, you know, check in on your neighbour, does they need something from the shops, are they vulnerable, etc. That I think was probably present in the first lockdown that isn't so present now in the third, yep. fourth, fifth, whatever the hell we're in now, because it feels like one long um you know I, I don't necessarily feel that kind of community spirit and, and stuff and I you know I'm not going to say oh it's all entirely Trump's fault I do think it fed into that somewhat he wasn't bringing people together he was actually interested in sort of dividing people and you know hopefully now this is you know the calm calmness of, of Biden or maybe even the boring of Biden will kind of lend itself back to how it was just a few short years ago. Hmm. Yeah, it's. I think it's. I watched the space. It's obviously a day into the the reign of our um, the presidency of Biden and and Kamala and as the vice president. But it it would. It's. It's what it is in in some aspects and in other ones. Uh, you know, there there's probably a sign of hope, and I don't know if it's just the general viewpoint of all the people I follow in, on Twitter and Instagram and social media in general, but it seems to be there. there's a general swathe of opinion of a similar ilk that, you know, there's it's the dawn of a new day, if you will, mm -hmm. and um, hopefully they can bring things together and 
you know, even if we look at the the NFL itself, the the difference between what was that four, maybe five years ago now? I, I forget. So, sometimes when Kaepernick first took that knee into mm. the actual difference now with the BLM during last summer and consequently even it seems whether it's just on the front or not, Roger Goodell seems to have backed down and realised that what went on at the time with Kaepernick was wasn't all that I think he he misunderstood the situation really and um it's now it's flipped on its head and we are looking and and if we look even more inward than the NFL and we look at the Patriots themselves um, that presidential medal that um, Belichick turned down, his statement said that, you know, through the whole season, they took a lot of social injustice um, projects on and they want to keep it going forward. And he realises, not, not just in his team, I, I suspect, but across the league in general, it's something like, was it 70, 75% of the, mm-hmm. the league are of various colours and ethnicities and comes from various backgrounds and you know they need to be more inclusive so it's it's great to see even as I say if you look introvertly and at the Patriots themselves as to as we mainly do because we're a Patriots podcast then it's even that it seems to have flipped ever so slightly which is great to see. Yeah and I think that says a lot about Bill I think it says a lot about the organization as well because you you have to remember that Belichick was appointed to Trump's, I don't know, administration in a almost consultory advisory um, sort of aspect of it. And likewise, um, Robert Kraft is a friend of, you know, they're both friends of, of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much like, like... I think Brady is as well, but, isn't he? Yeah, Brady is, because I know he had, um, he had a MAGA hat. In his locker and that sparked some uh, outrage at the time um yeah it, I, I think it, it just it said a lot about them that they felt that it wasn't appropriate um well sorry bill um because you can imagine that he's in a bit of a sticky situation because his his mate just happens to be the most powerful man in the world who's just given him like a, the highest you know medal of honour that you can give to a private citizen and now you have to kind of tell everyone that you're not taking it. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think there's been a change of attitude, a, a shift in culture. And, you know, even if we start to look at it from a UK soccer football perspective, you know, you go back in time to uh, Everett being racially abused by um, Suarez, Liverpool, the, you know, subsequent days and weeks wherein we stand with Everett, um, t-shirts um, which you know at the time I had very strong opinions about because it was like you know someone being abused well it was someone being abused and everyone sticking by the abuser um, and then you know I think it was last week when United played Liverpool that the Liverpool CEO sent Evra um, a letter out of the blue and you know said look we messed up we were wrong and we apologise and Ultimately, that's what it, that's what it's about. You know, if you've got a particular view about um, Black Lives Matter or Kaepernick kneeling or anything like that, ultimately, you have to kind of think about it like this. And it is that okay, fine. You believe that there isn't, I don't know, racism or that it's very small or etc. 
but these people are telling you that they think otherwise. So even if you disagree with that sentiment and that statement, you can't just ignore the problem. These people are out and they feel some kind of way. What do you do to address that? You know, is that you you pick up a mirror and show them that they're wrong, or do you try and you know reach some common ground, um, regardless of where your viewpoint is? And it's I think it's very validating. It's very vilifying to sort of see that Kaepernick's knee and the, what happened afterwards is um, you know it's been given the status it deserved. It should never have been made out to be this villain for protesting in a peaceful respectful way you know he wasn't running around burning <laughs> i don't know like footballs and throwing them at people in the middle of the stadium mm. it was a, a quiet and you know in my opinion dignified way of sort of saying i don't necessarily agree but um you know it's martin luther king day the other day and one of his quotes was um from uh letters from a birmingham jail is that you know it's the moderates that you know, you have to be careful of the ones who say, I agree with your, you know, whilst I might agree with your argument, I don't agree with the way that you're doing it. And ultimately, you know, it goes back to what I said, there's still an argument and there's still um, that viewpoint. So, you know, I think, I think progress has been made in the last, not even a year yet, actually. Um, You know, we're seeing it all over the place. And it's it's really encouraging um you know more people and, and their voices need to be heard because you know the demographic who watch the nfl or sport and everything else don't come from one country or look like one person and etc it's a sport is such a wonderful thing that brings people together and creates all these opinions and creates this drama um and it, it should be reflected like that so yeah yeah i think um Positive, positive trend. You know, if there was anything that came out of 2020 that was good, yeah, that was probably one of the, the main ones, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I can't disagree um, with any of that. So I think we'll we'll move on to yeah. more football chat. And uh, if we look at the actual playoff bracket as it is now, we're down to the final four um, with Buffalo against KC and Tampa Bay up against Green Bay this weekend. Should be two two great games, but if we revert back ever so slightly, because we've not um, had a chat myself and you since then, the the bracket looks slightly different to to what we thought it would. But ultimately, it's the same. The semi-finals, if you will, are the finals, quarterfinals, with <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Buffalo, Kansas City, Tampa, and Green Bay all got through into their respective championships, whereas we, we might have got a couple of picks wrong to begin with. Um, how do you see it going this weekend? Have you still got the same view as, as you had before, or do you think the Mahomes potential injuries put a spanner in the works uh, in that side of the championship, or what are you thinking? No, I, I felt like they kind of blew the Mahomes thing out. Of the, like There was no doubt in my mind, even though like he went off, I was like, he's going to play on next week. There's no way that they they won't play next week. Um, it's a concussion. That you know, it's not like he's blown his knee out or something. And it's kind of, oh, can he perform? When it's like a concussion like that, I'm still going to be quite skeptical when it comes to the NFL. Like, there is no way that the NFL would bin off their, you know, face of the front, face of the the league, most you know, highest paid player, you know, even if he is still concussed on Sunday, 
I'm sure there'll be a few blind eyes or, or whatever. Um, call me a cynic. I have no proof mm. that that happens, but I just, I can't see that happening. Um, you know, apparently he trained or he's going to be training and et cetera. And yeah, I, I mean, the Chiefs, I think, will win. Um, I think the Bills will give them a, a fair, semi-decent run for their money, but I think Kansas prevails. Um, and then looking at the Green Bay Buccaneers game, I think Green Bay edge it for me. I think Aaron Rodgers is playing the best he's played in a while. As he said, this is the best he's felt um, this far into a season. He's barely been hit. Um, and, you know, watching Green Bay playing the Rams, I just thought they looked really, really good. Um Rogers look good. The defense look good. They, they just they just tick all the boxes, and I, I I still think it's it's Chiefs versus the Packers in the Super Bowl for me. Um, and that's not to say that Brady and the Bucks haven't been doing bits themselves. They, they've gone you know white hot at the right time. Hmm. I just I just think the Packers have got a, a few extra um, you know weapons in there and a, a few. You know, if you, if you just did a player-to-player matchup, I think the Packers edge it very slightly. Mm. Well, if I look at the Bills and KC game first um, with the Chiefs, I think you're right. I think there's, and I think a lot of people have got the same opinion of the whole concussion thing with the NFL. You can um, sort of hide it somehow or other. I know it's independent doctors and all this kind of thing that they brought in to take out the, the organization in the club's hands. Um, so there is no like, you know, it is just meant to be objective. You're either concussed or you're not, you play or you don't. Uh, not, not when it comes to Mahomes or if it no. was, or if it was Jackson that got through or something, I think the, was it? Or was even Brady or Rogers. Yeah, or even now if you flip it on the NFC side of it, any of the four um, quarterbacks that's left, if it was any of them, if somehow the Browns had got to the position we're in and Mayfield's got through last week with a concussion, then I think they might, you know, they would be then at the disadvantage because they don't want to see the Browns in the Super Bowl for whatever reason. So they go, ah, oh, you're concussed, Mayfield, oh, you can't play, sorry. Um, well, you'll just have to put in your your backup. But with someone as much of a the massive contract that Mahomes has, being the face of the league for a lot of people, I just think, yeah, it's he played. They'll yeah. be out of money if it turned out that Patrick Mahomes was not playing and his backup was in. People wouldn't watch it. That people would just be like, oh well, like mm, the backup yeah. is crap. It's not. It's not. Um, it's not him. In you know, under centre, the Bills will win. Right, I'm going to watch the other game instead later on or earlier. I can't remember which way around the games are. NFC's first. Yeah. yeah. So NFC's like, it's first. they wouldn't bother. Yeah. No, you're right. Because I mean, as well as as Chad Henney played last week, and a lot better than a lot of people thought. I mean, I I was one of them. I thought, well, Mahomes is out now. This is. That's the brand yeah. chance. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I was hopeful. I was really hopeful. Yeah, but I mean, he, he played well. He played out with skin um, in some plays, perhaps, and, and got them over the line. Um, and I think yeah. what saved them was that he played the week. Um, he play, he's played recently because they sat Mahomes out for the last game. Mm. And I think if he'd just gone in kind of cold, 
um, you know, having not played all year and come off the bench sporadically, I think we'd probably be looking at a slightly different result. Mm. But also, I do think the Browns choked massively because if there was ever a time to take down the Kansas City Chiefs, it it couldn't have been lined up or married up any better for you. That's yeah. almost like one of those like FIFA like scenario ones where it's like you're down two one in the 89th minute, score score two goals. <laughs> it's literally like the opposite of that. And they they had all of it, you know, down to you know, you you I think that's kind of cemented it to me personally. I think Baker had an all right game, but that was his moment to completely annihilate all the doubters and people like me who are kind of like, yeah, he's all right. Like he shows like glimpses. I mean, he'll learn from it, but yeah. Yeah. It was, that was an opportunity of a lifetime. Oh, definitely. Uh, it was in the, in a way they kind of chucked it really, didn't they? But they're out. Kansas City are in. Buffalo are in. It should be a good game. Um, who's winning? For me, it's a bit of a toss-up because that was it a foot injury, ankle injury, or something that Mahomes was limping about with as well. Yeah. I think if the likes of um, Matt Milano or Mario Addison can get to him, not that you want to see players injured or anything, but it is sort of that sort of football thing as in European football you go right first 10 minutes get out there give him a, a knee in the thigh give him a dead leg and then you know you kind of take out your best player in a way that yeah they might do the, do a similar team. thing yeah just to kind of put that element of doubt in there because there's going to be an element of doubt in his head like oh I can't necessarily trust my leg or I can't necessarily you know it's it all you've done is there's he there is already a, a seed in there that is kind of like, I can't, I'm not operating at 100% peak yeah. efficiency. And so now you just need to go in there and kind of remind him that you're not operating at 100% peak efficiency and that you are more than happy to, uh, you know, make him re- re- rethink his, uh, his his decisions up until this point. So, mm. yeah, I think that's probably helped balance it out a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um... It's one of the for me. It's one of those I want to see. The heart says Buffalo, and the head says Kansas City. Um, I would love Buffalo to win it because I can already hear the hype packages. On yeah, like, where they're like they've been to so many Super Bowls and lost. This is their opportunity to redefine their uh, franchise and blah blah blah. And yeah, they inevitably, in my opinion, get smashed by whoever is waiting for them in the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, so funny. <laughs> that's what we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? It doesn't matter. Because I think for me, still, it doesn't matter who gets there. And I know I've mentioned it. I mentioned it again with my chat with Hannah. And I think we mentioned it as well. The the whole Green Bay thing, um, there's just something about them I'm, I don't like, but they keep proving me wrong. And But at the, ultimately, I've, in the whole bracket, I've got them winning it. So I can't doubt them that much, I guess. Um, and with Tampa Bay, I just think that I think the running game is a thing that'll make a huge, especially offensively, the running game's a thing that'll make a huge difference to Green Bay. That they've got three legit running backs with yeah. Dylan Williams and Jones, whereas uh, Tampa Bay have um, Ronald Jones has been a bit hit or miss the last couple of weeks. He seems to be carrying an injury of some sort, I think I'm right in saying. 
Leonard Fournette isn't the same player he was in the first year when he came into the league. No. He's just not he's just not a very good not running back. back, in my opinion. I think he, yeah. you could sort of a GHI type, really, is what I get. I mean, he's probably a better catcher than GHI was, but I just think the running game will be the thing that offensively that helps Green Bay get over the line. And of course, you've got the tandem of Rodgers and Adams as well that can't be overlooked. And Lazard had a decent game last week. And then if you look at MVS and St. Brown, they, they can prop, the, prop up the, those receivers adequately enough to see them over the line. And they've got a good young defence that have been playing well recently. Um, pro, pretty much all season they've been playing good and um, they can definitely stop Brady and get to him. But, yeah. So, yeah, ultimately, I think it'll be Green Bay that come through in that one. I think it'll be a very close game. And I think you'll see um, Tom losing his mind on the bench several times during the game. Um, yeah, yeah, it's Green Bay for me. I mean, I, I don't mind whoever wins. Mm. That one I'm less kind of invested in. Um, you know, if Brady goes to the Super Bowl, then fair enough. But. Yeah, I, th- I think Green Bay will edge it very, very slightly. And yeah, we'll be looking at Green Bay, Kansas City, Chiefs, Super Bowl. And I think, to be honest, that's a more interesting, that's a more exciting game, I think, because Aaron Rodgers is so like, or I suppose, let me, let me give due respect, Patrick Mahomes is very much in the same um, sort of styling, I guess, of Rodgers, you know, that sort of improvisational and, and stuff like that. Um, he's taken Aaron Rodgers' blueprint, I guess, and taken it to another level, and it's more like for like. Um, but, I mean, God, what a story it would be if Tom Brady's in another Super Bowl with another team. I mean, I think he wouldn't even need to win it, in my opinion, for people to kind of give him more of the respect that he probably deserves, mm. <clears throat> even though he probably deserves it just for dragging this was it nine and seven team to an NFC championship? Yeah. I thought I thought um, it was funny. The, I thought I thought it was funny all the um comments on Twitter of if Brady takes Tampa Bay to the Super Bowl, comes up against the Bills and then still owns them. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be the funniest thing. <laughs> Oh, that was pretty funny when I saw that come up in up in my timeline. That um, that was oh, the like sort before. of narrative that was coming through. But I'm not one of these Brady supporting patriots. I mean, he's gone. I'll it'd be great for the guy, but otherwise, you know, I'm, I've not got a preference in the NFC of who comes through there, regardless of Brady's no in that game or not. No, exactly because you know we appreciate everything that he did for us as, as you know Patriot fans and what he did for the franchise, you know, we could probably do another podcast on, is he the greatest Patriot ever? Um, but ultimately, I'm a Patriots fan. Like I, so, I, 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 you know, when I started watching the sport, I was never a Tom Brady fan initially. Mm. I just thought he was really boring and I didn't like his chin. <laughs> and, um, you know, over time, you start to see how clutch he is and stuff like that and you start to like it and, you know, obviously you're, you're falling in love with him as a player, but... I, I don't give a crap, unfortunately. Mm. I could give a monkeys if the Buccaneers win a, a Super Bowl and everything else. It, it would be nice just for the, the sort of asterisk it would provide because I don't really care what the Buccaneers do. One six at <laughs> New England. So, mm. you know, that's cute. Try another five. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I, I just I think I just want the Packers to win. I just think they deserve it, having looked at how they played over the, the full course of the year, the way they've played. Uh, I I just really respect it, and ultimately I, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't want the Chiefs to win another Super Bowl because, as we yeah. said before, you just hear all that. Oh, this is like the new dynasty. Yeah. Oh, the Patriots dynasty was crap because it started so late in. I don't know. There just be so many rubbish comparisons. And, mm. I can't be bothered. I think if if Green Bay are the ones if they get if the Chiefs beat the Bills and Green Bay are the better team to have a better chance of beating the Chiefs, that's good enough for me to yeah. push them on yeah, and support right. them in the in in the Super Bowl and uh, our what was it A A B T C anyone yeah. but the Chiefs. Yeah. I need to get that tattooed or like put on <laughs> right in your forehead. Yeah, right on my forehead. <laughs> so I think uh, the last thing we'll cover um, on this episode is Josh McDaniels. We couldn't come on here and not speak about what's going on with that one. Um, he seemed to have been eight, 10, 12 hours he was getting an interview for. I've never had an interview like that in all my life. Um <laughs> Uh, like the first day of work for your interview. <laughs> I know. Here's your induction, by the way. You've not got the job, but you know, we'll show you the building. We'll do. We'll give you a, an induction and sign you in and all the rest of it. Uh, yeah. And then he turns around and says, "Actually, no, I'm not going." <laughs> <laughs> He's never done that before. No, and I never heard that story being told before at all. Do you think he goes? Um. It's hard to tell. Like I, I'm, yeah, I'm not fifty-one percent either or, and I'm as bad as it probably sounds. I'm not actually that bothered. Um, I think if 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 hypothetically we still had Brady, we'd had a decent season last year. Then yeah, I would probably be a bit more concerned that we were getting rid of the offensive coordinator, but. And this isn't a knock on him by any means. I just think I'm less invested in that because we don't have Brady. Last year wasn't, you know, the most offensive display of all time or anything like that. And granted, you know, you've had a quarterback for however many years and now you've brought a new one in. Um, I'm just kind of, I think my opinion is just like, you know, if he goes, fine, thanks for everything you've done, blah, blah, blah. You know, maybe a fresh start isn't the worst thing in the world. If he stays, fair enough. He's done, you know, X amount over X amount of years. Um, let's see if he can sort of bring some kind of offensive weaponry or, you know, do do something a bit different and develop the next quarterback for the Patriots. Um, I know that a lot of Patriots fans are kind of, you know, they're not bothered. They'd actually rather he went having looked on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. Calling too many sweet plays is apparently <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the bugbear people have with him. I mean... I, if he goes, he goes. If he doesn't, he doesn't. You know, the Patriots are still the Patriots at the end of the day. Yeah, I think for him, he has to go. I think it's his last chance. If he's offered that Eagles job, he has to take it because yeah. for whatever reason, if it is this last year's anything to go by, his stock is going yeah. down and down. And he's a good coordinator. I wouldn't say no to having him in New England for another year and see what he does with a, a, the new quarterback, whoever that might be. But for his sake, I think he has to, if he's offered it, he has to go. He really has to take it this time. I don't know what his, his thoughts would be in actually reneging on the Colts job. Um, 
if he sees that as a mistake, possibly. I don't know. but Maybe that's why they kept him in the building so long, just to see if he'd leave early. <laughs> see, if he, it'd be like that um, in Big Bang Theory, where um, Raj's girlfriend sneaks out through the, the bathroom window all the time. It would just be like, right, we'll, we'll sit here. Uh, Josh, you go into the bathroom? Yeah, right, we'll have a camera on the bathroom window and see if he sneaks out and runs away. <laughs> just, to, just to, It's like a, a trust exercise. We yeah. need to trust you, Josh, before we can offer you a job. <laughs> That's maybe why the interview took so long. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, I think I wouldn't say no to having him for another year or two or whatever. Um, there are some good candidates that come can come in behind him if he doesn't if he does go. But I think for him, he has to because I mean, it's the I think I read rightly it's the only job he's been interviewed for. And that wouldn't have been the thing three, four years ago. He would have been interviewed for every single one of those vacant jobs. And I think the Lions went and took some sort of assistant offensive line coach or something. I mean, if he's getting a job in front of you, then surely there's something up. Uh, Yeah, I just, for him, he has to go. It's a bad match either. No, exactly. And because at this rate, the Eagles are going to end up just hiring Doug Peterson again. <laughs> that would be the funniest thing. Um, announce him, announce him, announce our new cut. Co- oh, it's the guy we just let go. <laughs> yeah. I've not, I don't want to talk about if he does go and like what candidates there are because I've not actually looked into it too much unless you have, but I've not. Uh, I've heard a few names banded about and Bill O'Brien's one of them. Um but I'm I don't think in... that would be the worst thing in the world, to be fair, because I don't, I don't think Bill O'Brien is a terrible coach. Mm. I just think everything just got on top of him in Houston. I think between yeah. being the GM and the head coach and everything, all He's and all in one. Be Bill Belichick, and yeah. you're not Bill Belichick. You're Bill O'Brien, um, for starters, and mm. he just wasn't making a lot of good decisions. Now, if you take those decisions, the decision-making aspect away from him and someone he has to ultimately respect, yeah, I, I could see it potentially working again. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if we would go internally or or what, and somehow Bill Belichick becomes the defensive and offensive coordinator and general <laughs> manager. And, yeah. yeah. I would put it past him, frankly. I think once we get confirmation whether Josh goes or not, then we can revisit. If he does go, then we can revisit. We'll, we can chat about it off air and get some candidates and we'll have a look into it and stuff and um, break it down a little bit more for, for folks listening. Yeah, I, I mean, it'll be very interesting if he goes, though. I mean, mm. you know, you're going to have so many comments about this is the, the breaking up of the empire and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I think the impetus is on the Patriots to kind of um, just to prove everyone wrong, as per usual. I don't think they'll have as bad a season as they did this year. I think this is even in, until Belichick goes, I think that's the as low as they'll go, so a seven and nine season. So, especially because we're obviously getting to Sean Watson. Yeah, obviously. I think if, <laughs> if you listen to the Pat's Cap episode, that'll be a complete lie. We are probably not getting to Sean Watson, but. I, the, I love it, no. yeah exactly so yeah um, I think we'll leave it there for now um, there's as I say there's two episodes to listen to um, depending on which way around you listen to them but regardless of that remember folks to rate review and subscribe to the podcast tell um, everyone word of mouth or 
tag us on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. If you want to catch us on Instagram and Twitter, it's at Pat's Chat UK. For myself, it's at Matt Inkstar. For Jake, for you, it's at Jake Paul Design. And yeah, I think, I think that's it for now. So until next episode, folks, we'll speak soon. Bye.